0: healthy welcome to dwayne spin stop episode five i think yeah yeah who would have thought right (laughs) and we have cheryl tan here on the show round of applause although we can't hear you um and in case you're tuning in from facebook and if you want to be part of the chat please be sure to click into the youtube link so that we can talk to you and see your comments in fact i'm going to move this over so that we can see who's saying hi all right cool so Cheryl, these are your people watching, if they do say hi. Right now, no one, but don't worry, <laughs> there will be people. And they're watching from Facebook most of, most of the time. So awesome. like I told, tell most of my guests, don't obsess. Okay, so we are here and uh, Cheryl has just come from a performance of Beauty World, which is now playing at Drama Center. You still have one more week to catch it. Uh, very good advertising, but that was from the previous Beauty World. And um, so how's, it, how's the run been so far?
1: The run's been pretty interesting. I mean, it's a very long run by Singaporean standards, mm-hmm. and so it's it's been a big challenge vocally uh, and to keep the stamina up. You know, keep trying to keep delivering every night, mm-hmm. and it's been really great. The cast is awesome. really yeah.
0: wonderful cast. There's this video. I'll put a link in the description below that we saw of you guys warming up. It's the most <laughs> exciting video ever uh and uh it's you guys dancing to a chinese song about about an apple Being about a, a small, small apple. apple is it though <laughs> okay so completely different but everybody knows the moves yes like you had to learn it before <laughs> the warm-up right
1: well it's a zumba warm-up and one of ah. our people has been doing it and it's it's it turned out to be very popular and the song is like stuck in everybody's heads now which is terrible because it's it's quite a it's quite right. a song <laughs>
0: But you guys are getting along very well and yes. yeah so you only have one more week to see it guys uh it's playing until saturday or sunday saturday saturday 12 right nowadays productions stop on saturdays it's weird and then sunday yeah. nights don't have which is great because doing spin stops on sunday nights i can always <laughs> have guests because they don't seem to play on sunday nights anymore no, right no it's the suddenly shows? a thing that just sunday happened thing, this year which works out really well yeah it's cool i guess yeah <laughs> okay so so, um, so yeah, we'll talk more about Beauty World later on if we mm. have some time, but let's delve into uh, the news topic of the day, right? So it's foreigners working in Singapore. There's been a lot of issues now about, like, you know, these big corporations saying that, oh, we're going to cut down on foreigners. So we're seeing less and less foreigners coming into Singapore. Um, and, you know, Cheryl, Cheryl is a Malaysian working in Singapore. I uh, just wanted to know, uh, can you share with us some of the, well... What what's unique about being a foreigner working in Singapore? Are there are there pros? Are there cons? Are there what mm. has your experience been? Are there challenges?
1: It's actually mostly just uh, very inconvenient for me. I mean, people keep saying things like, oh, if you're Malaysian, it's actually very easy for you to get PR here and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. that's really not been the experience for anybody who's not a corporate professional. Right. Um. So for people who are actors, you know, a lot a lot of our actor friends. Have had to actually go back to Malaysia and, and do most of their work there because now right. we have to get legit work passes and everything. Before this, we used to be able to work on our tourist stuff. Right. So it's really interesting to see in the in the coming months because this is this is a rule that's just changed. Uh, how that's going to affect the number of Malaysians who are actually able wow. to act here?
0: Right. Yeah. So that's affecting you as well, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's 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 I'm I'm less hireable. Now. Wow.
0: That's amazing, and for you to be working mm. this much, I mean even Singaporeans, I mean there' are new new people coming to the scene, and they they're struggling to to get jobs I mean and to have this this like little you know burden on your back coming in here to audition yeah. with that you know um, so I mean it's, it's tough it's yeah. tough, right? Is there anything you can suggest that companies or uh, or even the government you know can you suggest what they can do to help? It or, or really what nice. they're not what they're doing that they're not helping you in know, some essentially, ways
1: essentially like there are performer visas but they're usually for like hotel contracts for people who are going to sing in hotels and those kinds of mm-hmm. things so if the government or the NAC for example see clear to some sort of short term thing that's not as expensive as applying for an EP right that would be great because then you get the best talent from all around the region and that's what you want right
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's what the arts is about, sharing, right? Mm. So, yeah, let's hope for more of that. Uh, speaking of s- performing and gigging and stuff like that, uh, I you know, we'll get into this later on when we get to the entertainment part. We're going to ask Cheryl, what is the difference? Because she's an expert performing gigger on stage. She sings a lot of jazz, mm. solos, and things like that. But she's also, you know, done a lot of musicals. And I'm not, you know, I'm only experienced in the musical aspect of it. So we want to know, Cheryl, from you later on, mm. um, What what is the difference between performing on stage in a musical production and and gigging in a in a corporate situation okay. right so we'll find out more about that from her so that's what's to come uh and in case you guys didn't notice we have a new microphone sitting here in the middle and hopefully uh, the volumes if you guys can feed back um to us in the chat so we've got five viewers already which is like Hi. the record number of live viewers actually <laughs> from the uh who are in the youtube channel so chat to us um tell us if we're sounding okay with this microphone please uh whether it's too loud too soft and if you're still hearing that background hum but uh essentially this should help i think the hum's from my computer as well it's just overheated because there's so much going on can you hear it
1: <laughs> that's me
0: that's you all right anyhow so let us know in the chat please tell us if uh, our sound is okay Also, uh, yeah, I just want to say, so if you're watching on Facebook, click on the YouTube link so that you can chat with us. Uh, And uh, so what happens, uh, just a little bit of publicity here for Dwayne Spinstop, is uh, we have a Facebook page, which you can find. It's called Dwayne Spinstop, and we post news uh, related to health technology and entertainment, of course, with a local theater bias. Uh, And then we come on the show and we talk about it. So, um, yeah, so our topic, we have another topic here. Uh, It's a little bit of a boring topic, but we'll get to the interesting stuff. Um, We're talking about recycling e-waste here. Mm. Uh, uh, and not to mention brands, but I have to. I think HP does a Hewlett Packard does a really good job with integrating their brands into consumers' lifestyles, uh, lifestyle. And I they recently had a had a thing in Raffles Place where you can bring your old computers and you think, and then you can recycle this e waste because you can't just throw it out. If you throw yes. it out, it gets burned, and this this bad stuff goes to the environment, right? So uh, and they reward you guys with uh, like um, uh, vouchers and things like that for their own really? products. Yep. So I got a $20 voucher Which I may give out Maybe in the next episode Because I don't really Have anything to buy I mean I usually have All I need in general
1: yeah, That's excellent I
0: bought this mic already So so nice. yeah What uh, Do you recycle How do you recycle Your e-waste Cheryl?
1: Oh I give it to somebody Oh, <laughs> 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 That's that very job. good That's very good But I'm glad that I know about this now Because it's really mm-hmm. something That I feel like We should all try and do Mm-hmm. Mm, especially like In a place like Singapore Where things are like Quite convenient Like just in the city Yeah Thanks man
0: cool yes and if you guys want you can also um, we can chat uh, I'm on Twitter as well at Duane Tan uh, if you uh, want to find out how you, to get rid of your e-waste and everything chat to me on Twitter uh, sometimes I actually do try to organize things where I get all my friends just to send me all the, their old CDs and stuff like that we compile it and then we send it off to a proper place to, for mm. it to get recycled uh, I've been trying
1: to find a place to compost as well like communal right. compost and that kind of thing so, you know because of cooking and all yeah. that so it's all it's all going to be part of it man sustainable life
0: yes <laughs> okay and on to uh, the food stuff now um, I mean it's such a big topic for Singaporeans right and I know all our theatre lovers out there also after a good theatre production usually go to have supper and things like that <laughs> so you porridge. You porridge. so um, Cheryl can you tell us okay I'll give you two because most people like, only give one, one one answer right I'll give okay. you two answers because because you're from Malaysia mm. uh, so you, you can get to say one favourite place that you love in Singapore and one favourite place that you can recommend in Malaysia KL where you live so have a think have a think alright Singapore what's your favourite food place and in Malaysia what's your favourite food place
1: it's very hard it's very hard it's very hard you you need to be more specific are we talking about post theatre food
0: no we're talking about just just favourite foods. direct stomach to plate relationship what do you want in your stomach right now most of the time
1: Mm. okay the chikwe from Tiong
0: Oh, where's that? The Jiang Market?
1: Yeah, we've been having it brought into the rehearsal room. Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> wow, okay. It's very
1: delicious. I mean, Chikwe is a very Singaporean thing to me. So you can't I've find been, it in Malaysia? I've been slowly... Well, I, I've never been aware of it in Malaysia. I've been slowly becoming more aware of the, th- the things that are very particular to Singapore. Because people are like, Oh, you know, chicken rice, but uh, it's not like that. You know, we, we have it in both sides. But Chikwe, no. Chikwe is very Singaporean. <laughs> and for Malaysia... Mm. <laughs> I guess the chili pan mee
0: chili pan mi yeah pan the kin like kin pan, chili pan, and. pan mee. yeah okay, wow yeah, where are are you okay, where is, would you get that from? it's in, in, it's
1: in town. And you can get some at Publica as well because it's so popular that they've got um branches. Of Publica a
0: is like a, it's like a food republic. It's a Public.
1: shopping mall with a famous... It's one of those food courts that's like... They pull all the most famous stalls from like Penang and Kuala Lumpur and they like kind of get their kids or their okay. foreign workers to like open a, a branch of it in, in, in this fancy shopping mall. Okay. And it's really quite delicious. But if we're really talking about my favourite place to eat in, in Malaysia it's probably the Chakwe Tiao at Lorong Selamat in Penang
0: okay the Chakwe Tiao at Lorong Selamat. Selamat in Penang okay cool good to know and Ramli Burgers do you love Ramli Burgers I
1: Ramli Burgers you have to eat them while they're hot otherwise they show their true colours and they <laughs> like are not nice anymore
0: okay but is it like spam what are the true colours of Ramli Burger? is it like spam meat is it actually good for you Probably not. Probably not.
1: But it's all about what makes you happy. And if things make you happy, then they're good for you, <laughs> I think.
0: <laughs> awesome. <laughs> cool. Alright, um, so okay. while speaking of food, so now we're going we're to wrap up the food segment really quick with a food game that we always play, right? Um, and it's called Bean Boozled. Alright? So while I go... I just realised I had some things that I didn't prepare, which I want to take. I want to actually show you... Um, the beauty world programs from mm. nineteen ninety eight, nice, where I first started theater, and two thousand and eight. I don't know if you've seen any of these programs. No,
1: I haven't. All right, actually.
0: so we'll show them really quick. While well, I go get that. Um, you know how this game works, right? No, you don't.
1: Okay, so I. I was I have gonna to get you to
0: explain okay. to the audience. So, uh, okay, so if you can keep the show running, explain to the audience uh, how this works. Okay right? What, what's up with the jelly beans? What's up beans? with the jelly beans? Okay. And there are three in there. Take them out for us to eat. We're going to go three in a row and then we're going to see who gets the, the yucky one. Okay, cool. Okay?
1: Cool. So this is by a brand called Jelly Belly, which I'm just learning about. And these are the bean boozled beans. Mm, it's not really turning up so well there, but that's okay. And what it is, is they've got identical beans that have one nasty flavor and one nice flavor which is also not very visible okay so for example <laughs> that's
0: my beauty well program.
1: <laughs> you'll find it in, in, in one so like for example there are two flavors that look exactly the same and one is called stinky socks and one is called tutti Fruity. so one of them is pleasant and one of them is not very much like the mm, Bertie's every flavor beans
0: okay Yes, so we're going to do that right now. I know most of you who have watched already know what, what that's like. But sorry for that. I, uh, I couldn't find the, 19, the 2008 program, so we're just going to look at that. Alright, so we've got three types now. We're going to go really fast. The first one is, um, this one we've done before, lawn clippings or lime. Ready? One, lawn clippings or lime. And go. Oh, I got the
1: lime. No, I got the lawn clippings.
0: <laughs> I never know what I get. I think I got long clippings. What'd you get?
1: Mm, no, first I thought I got London then I thought I got long clippings. Maybe that's what they I do. I think I
0: got long clippings. Okay, not so bad. It gets worse. This one is Rotten Egg or Buttered Popcorn. It's the light one. Ready? One, two, three. I got Buttered Popcorn. Yeah,
1: I got Popcorn too. Nice. Maybe they cater too.
0: Moldy Cheese or Caramel Corn. Ready? One, two, go. No go one got the Caramel corn. Ooh, it's been a great episode, guys.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hey, we finished this
0: box. On to the next one with our next guest next week, which is Caleb go. Um.
1: The magical. So really I'll show you the
0: program magical. really fast. For those of you... I actually had a conversation with Sharon Owl recently, and she told me she just brought out this program because she was in it. She's right here. And this, so this, everyone, is the 1998 Beauty World Program. Wow. And that's a uh, Hosan at the back here.
1: And Hossein is Frankie, isn't? Hossein is Frankie, yeah. You're Frankie. I
0: was I was supposed to this be this Frankie if um, uh, really? Media Corp didn't release him for the stage version of it, but they did release him because he was a media Corp artist back then. Ah. So yeah. That's, that's quite
1: beautiful, actually. Mm-hmm. Really interesting. Is so this this With is that. a program that looks a lot like the 1988 program which I've seen because that's available on the internet.
0: Really, you can yeah. see this on the 1988.
1: Not one, you can
0: see the 88 one. Right. Yeah. That's beloved Emma. Jacinta, Sharon, and Hosean, and Darren.
1: So there's not a soundtrack recording for this, yeah?
0: No, there isn't. Mm,
1: so there's only the first one. Yeah. The last one, and then this one now.
0: Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So I just thought I'd show that to you. Oh my goodness. The history. <laughs> welcome, to, welcome to the history of Beauty World.
1: That's been a very interesting thing learning about the history of B2 World, actually. Yeah. So many
0: people started there, and um, yeah. but you're the first. Are you the first, I would say you're the first Ivy that's actually from Malaysia, right? <sighs> ah, yeah, I would say mm, that.
1: Well, Claire.
0: Oh, Claire, is from mm. Malaysia. Oh, I didn't Claire's know that. Malaysia, oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, Claire. Wong. Amazing I need to close stuff. Close door. Ugh. Okay.
1: Cool. Yeah, I mean, it's just been very interesting how many people started there and how many people that like, have. In within the theatre scene, I have such an emotional connection to the mm. material as well. Yeah. It's quite, it's quite amazing because it's just kind of like a lot of people who I think don't really usually hang out together or do any work together and all that, but they're all connected by Beauty yeah. It's quite a beautiful thing. I started thinking about Ivy as some sort of uh, um, mm, spiritual, like a uh, like, because characters, right? Characters mm-hmm. are are kind of beings right they're alive they're not really alive but they're alive in imaginations and someone like Ivy who's been brought to life like 7 or 8 times like what are they really
0: right right yeah (laughs) so what is what is your take on your Ivy
1: my Ivy I don't know how she compares to other people's
0: that's fine but what's your own take about as well, in not in comparison, but just you. Who do you think Ivy, your yeah, Ivy is? She's kind of
1: a she. I, I I initially thought that she was like this very romantic, dramatic person. Actually, you know, mm-hmm. probably like she's quite. She's kind of lonely. She reads a lot of books, like Belle in Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. Like she 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 goes on this adventure because she wants to know who, about her past and who her father is. But right. she also wants to go on an adventure. Okay. Right, and and that, that that's kind of part of it, but. I guess learning what the real world in that sense is like for this version is just it, it becomes a bit much. Right. Yeah, and then she and she like my IV my IV actually kind of destroys all her relationships in her quest. Oh gosh. You yeah, and
0: I mean that 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 yeah. phrase when you when Frankie, your boyfriend from Batu comes all the way down to look for you and you say you don't know him, you don't recognize him. What what is going on in Ivy's mind your Ivy's mind at the time? Mm. Why do you say I don't recognize him? Why why do you not I mean, are you still not done with your game? Is that is that why?
1: It's because that's the night of the anniversary.
0: Oh, uh, you're yeah, about to uh, you do nothing's going to get in just, her way.
1: Yeah, she just needs to and 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 Frankie Frankie came uninvited. Like Did? He, she she's not really happy that he's there. Ah, at okay. All, like, because right. he's he's just like, "No, man, you need to come home and all this stuff" and for for Ivy everyone's telling her you shouldn't be here you you know you're too innocent for this place or whatever but right. that's the night of the party and she really believes that she's gonna find her father
0: right <laughs> so my own thoughts I mean in, in a previous episode um, we talked about uh, best productions and worst productions and and it did pop up. I mean, I have to be honest about this. I mean, we can't like everything, right? So I think this show is about objectivity as much as possible. And so, I mean, it did come out that Beauty World, this was not one of the favourite mm-hmm. um, versions of it. I mean, I personally... There was good and bad that I liked about it. But what I really liked about the this particular one was actually the opening number. Yeah? Yeah, it was great because it people didn't like it. A lot of people didn't like it because mm. it was slower. It's so slow. I heard, I heard it was like a... One was well, went from one five eight to what's that? Uh, it's probably like one two eight or something, or something yeah, it's like that. Very very. It's slow, very yeah. slow. I mean, I, I don't know how you feel about, it, but I thought it was nice because it was just like oh, it's just in the day in the life of. There's mm. no there's no pressure in the world. And then when mm. Ivy pops up, it's when things start to speed up. Yeah. So I actually like that a mm. lot. Um, there's a
1: there's an interesting. Sorry, continue. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I want to
0: know how you feel about the opening up If you care to share, but uh, the things that I didn't like so much was like I felt a lot of the solos. Weren't filled with stuff. It a lot of solos were just kind of static. The actor yes. was kind of left there to just try and fill it up as much as possible. So yes. those were the things I thought could be filled up a little bit more. So when when when, when it came out as worst production, it, you know, I mean it, that that was that's just a blanket statement in terms of like, I mean there's that, good, but there's also bad. So it's not just like it's all bad. I just want to put that out there just to make sure that. Crikey. <laughs> <laughs> and <clears throat> uh, so you were going to say about the the beat and stuff like that.
1: Mm. No, actually, well, I, the opening number for me is, I, I spend most of my time guarding the singing because I'm kind of just helping to keep everything in shame, so mm-hmm. I, I think it's it's very interesting. But um, Timothy, who plays Ahok, mm-hmm. he recently had a conversation with uh, his professor from NUS Theatre Studies who was talking about this really cool thing where the reason the song goes on and on and on is this so in all the other productions of Beauty World there's a frame of the radio play right right yeah and, right. and that's and that's something that opens the show and that closes yes. the show and you get the epilogue and you get all these things and that is something that kind of actually justifies the level of melodrama because it's, mm. a, it's a radio show and oh. it has to be very so you're okay? saying that there's
0: no justification this time around well not really so but speak. I just thought
1: it was like a fun nerdy fact so this, this this professor he he believes that like so at the end of the epilogue you get You get everybody moving on, you get all the characters who go and have their happy slash, you know, very normal endings, and then you also get, and then Life in the Club goes on, and then then they play the cha-cha-cha, and it goes on and on and on, and that's why the song goes Ah. on and on and on, because Ah. it's a cycle. So that was
0: the intention. That's what right. this
1: professor said. It was right. really kind of like a cool thing.
0: <laughs> and I also like how at the end of it, we kind of return to mm. life going back on and on and yeah. on. Like, like, you know, mm. right? Yeah, like it's back to Beauty Well, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice too.
1: Yeah. It's fun. Some people love it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but so your own thoughts about Beauty Well, in general about the reviews that have come in and oh. your, thought about, your thoughts also about reviewers because there's this whole... I mean, actors and reviewers, there's always this mm. relationship of like, who are you to say? You know, actors can get defensive. Sometimes it's out of proportion. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes the reviewers are a little bit like... But it's all very subjective also. Like, mm. who's right and who's wrong. But yeah, So what are your it's, thoughts it's, it's about reviews that have so, come in?
1: I also write reviews in Kuala Lumpur, actually, sometimes mm-hmm. from time to time. And, and I try to be as constructive... As I can, because to me, for for me, when I'm writing a review, right, there's no, there's no, there's no way that it actually helps to sell tickets because the runs are too short. There's no, um, right. you know, there's there's not, it's not like a promotional thing or anything, and it's not like people in KL actually really care about reading theatre criticism. Really, okay, I don't think so. Okay, I don't think my, Many people care here about reading much <laughs> oh. criticism either. I, I mean, I, I live
0: in the actor community. Sure. I think actors do oh, care actors, a lot. Yes, la, but yeah. audience, mm, yeah, right.
1: So for me, like. I, I try to think of it as a way to give feedback to the production itself, but I know not everybody thinks that that is what the role of a reviewer is. Right, mm. right. So, but I, I do enjoy the, the reviewers who take that role because at least they try to kind of be balanced and all that. Yeah. Other reviewers, they 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 want to entertain people, I guess. Yeah. Because I guess you got to sell papers and stuff yep, like that. Yeah, there's so, that so balance to do as that's well. That's where it gets into like, okay, I'm going to make uh I'm going to make statements that are entertainingly nasty,
0: yeah, yeah, which is yeah. so you see for what it is you're not affected by, it. you see that they have a job to do and it's fine, and
1: well it's 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 obviously hard to take when when people are saying you know that your your performance is like uh but yeah, uh after a while, you just have to get over it like yeah, Jeanette has been um slammed you know almost yeah. left right and center but she's gotten on with it and her performance has improved and got yeah. stronger and yeah it everything. makes you stronger and if you can handle it mm, yeah which good is not to say you necessarily should be able to it's okay if you can't handle it you're only human but
0: yeah and strength. she's got a lot of supporters i mean i see all oh, the yeah. people replying to to the reviews yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> she's, she's really got a lot of strong supporters yeah yeah she's <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> <It's> fine <laughs> And uh, I just want to say also, reviews are also actually ultimately one person's Mm. reflection of opinion, and there are hundreds of other thousands of people Mm. in the audience that you don't hear from actually. Mm. So you know, as an actor, I guess take it with a pinch of salt. The Um, other thing is that actually, do you know this? Oh, Sandra Tay is watching. Hello,
1: Sandra. Sandra. (laughs) Um, if uh, in a place like New York City or something like that, the review is very important to the life of the show, right? Yeah. If this, if Ben Brantley says, yeah, he's you a go big well, reviewer in New York, then you will run and you will actually get a huge audience because people respect he, him. I don't know, yes. but do
0: reviewers have they built that respect? Do you think I, I, from well, the people say respect, or are there enough people even? Yeah, wanting it's to. Like
1: when you, when your maximum run for a long musical is one month. Then you're not gonna. It's not gonna be so important to you. Word of mouth will be much more important. When your run is, you're hoping to have an open-ended six month or one year, which is what they do on Broadway and all that. Right. Then the then the critic is more important.
0: Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So now, it's very different here. Yeah. Singapore works mm. by very short sort of runs. Yeah, right?
1: yeah. So it's a it's it's still a process that is maturing for Singapore criticism and the lack thereof, and maybe mm. maybe hopefully. Hopefully, in a few years' time, you'll you'll actually get enough of an audience that is interested. That that then maybe the critics' opinion will matter, which will be good and bad, because yeah. you'll have the audience, but then the critics' opinion will matter. <laughs> yeah, but okay lah, you know. Yeah. We want the scene to grow, <laughs> <laughs> so that we can all make money.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, okay, so I'm going to take this away because this is a precious document. Um, put it here. And we're going to, before we come back to talk more about entertainment mm. and stuff, we're going to hop right into technology. Mm. Um, so you're quite, uh, I mean, from, from your posts on Facebook... Uh, by the way, if you want to follow Cheryl, does she has, Do you have an artist page? Mm.
1: Slash Cheryl Tan Yin Yi.
0: And again, once we post this video up, it will be in the description. And mm. she's also on Instagram with the same name,
1: the Cheryl Tan. It's
0: the Cheryl Tan. <laughs> don't forget. So you can follow her there. But uh, like from your posts, I I realize that you're quite uh, feminist, mm. right? Uh, and I want want to talk to you about some of these things. But before that, uh, in the technology part. Let's. This is how we weave it all together with, with like. Uh, and make magic from it uh there's there's a new uh there there are new apps that are out well semi new apps right so we're gonna so this part of it is also like a new segment we're gonna share with you uh in terms of um these new apps that are out there to to help and prevent sexual assault Mm. right um so wait duat peng is saying hello duat okay let's see now you need to put the mics more center so that both voices, voices volume, volumes. are voice is a bit soft, right? I can I'm project also projecting. I'm projecting more actually. So let's mm. have this. So uh, let us know uh, whether it's better. Thank you thank so much, Doa, for that. And Sandra is also a sound person, so oh, so cool. her feedback would be. Received. She she works in the theater. Ah. As well, so thank you for tuning in, Sandra. <laughs> and then we now just need a light person to tell us if our lighting's okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so these apps. Okay, so I'm just gonna run through them, um, just for your information. What's out there. Uh, Singapore is a very safe place but you know it's still you never know right things can change around here so this first app is called On Watch On Campus and basically what happens is you activate the app and you give yourself a certain amount of time to go home right and if you don't make it home within that certain amount of time this app will send uh, will let all the people that you want to know that the alarm goes off basically mm. so basically they can act upon it alright so that's uh, on watch on campus. There's another one called Be Safe, and this one is a siren that triggers. Um, let's see now, uh, and it will record the minute you turn this on. It will record video, audio, and the siren will also go off. And uh, I think it was supposed supposedly scares people away. Someone who's trying to, um, and it also locks in your location and everything. So, so basically. Yeah, the police can come to help you out. So that's very good. And then there's circle of six, which is another thing where... What happens here? It says that... um, With four buttons, you can tap the car icon and you can request for a ride home from your contacts Mm -hmm. in this app. And then the last... Well, there's this one is about... The last one... The second last one is lifeline response. uh, And this one... Is uh, So if you're walking home, you just have to hold your thumb onto the button. And the minute you release your thumb, it will trigger um, a phone alarm system mm-hmm. uh, and a siren that can be heard up to two miles away. And then it has GPS tracking as well. So all these apps are, are help you with that. And then the last one is an app with uh, support groups and counselors and hotlines and things like that. So basically that's the roundup. What do you think of this technology so far? Uh, do you think it's necessary... Mm. Uh, and the states and everything. But do you think it's necessary, say, in Singapore or Malaysia? Which is... Malaysia is, is Malaysia's a lot more dangerous, right? Yeah, is that Malaysia
1: wrong s- is an incredibly dangerous place at the moment due to our multiple problems with our government and race-based politics and wow. uh, economic woes as well with the ringgit-crashing crime rates, of course, are going to soar even higher than mm-hmm. they already have. I think that for sexual assault, it's... Um, it's really good to have these things. Um, the the one thing that is uh, going to be slightly problematic with their existence, so not really a problem, but it's it's kind of like the app's existence point to a larger problem. Right. And the larger problem is that what we do is we we take women's safety and we place it in their hands, as in we say you are responsible for not being raped. Right. Yeah, so uh things like people, So whatever
0: you wear, you're responsible yeah, for that. Yeah, you know,
1: things like what people, you know, people going like, "Okay, what were you wearing? Were you being encouraging when you were, right. when you were assaulted or whatever?" And that's,
0: that's complete responsibility. Is that what people are doing?
1: Uh it's it's sort of a it's sort of a programmed thing in society at the moment. Oh, I
0: see. It's just yeah. an understanding yeah, it's, that it's Yeah, it's, it's,
1: it's a mentality. So like, while it's while these things are very good. I think that it's much more important to be spending our time educating men mm-hmm. as well on mm-hmm. how they're not essentially entitled to women's bodies. Of course, not all men think this way, right. but if we really could um, make that into a thing, it's your responsibility not to rape a woman just right. because they're wearing a skimpy outfit.
0: Right. Then So we're these talking about these men who are the... Basically or any per- like,
1: per- like any any men really. Any man, okay. uh, it's, it's, it's,
0: it's it's just a view, and they may not act yeah, upon it, but there's the view is yeah, still there.
1: Yeah, it's to it's it's to kind of change this mentality for for how people think of men and how people think of women and where their responsibilities lie with regards to sexual assault. Right, and so. I think that but there's people who get really angry about these things, or things like there was a nail polish last time that that could change color based on whether your drink had been roofied or something like that, like there was this oh, you interesting just chemical dip
0: it in the drink, something so you can like tell. that yes, yes. I think it I read was so, something about
1: so Not people people polish. got into an uproar about that because yeah here's this great thing but you're also again saying okay women now if you didn't wear the nail polish or if you didn't if you didn't put your finger on the app then you kind of deserved it because you weren't right. taking five million it's steps horrible. to pre-. it is horrible right, right. it's hard being a girl
0: and what are, what are you aware of in terms of the, what the government or the governments around the world what are they do- doing are they being supportive about this
1: I think that there are very, I think you can see from a lot of uh, news with American campuses that there's still very much, there are some campuses and some governments that are pretty good about these things, but victim blaming is still quite prevalent and quite horrible. I mean, we won't even talk about Malaysia. Right. There's no, I mean, there's... I think There's that if I, no, I think no. that if I was raped in Malaysia it would not go like I, I would have next to no um fight back yeah. Right. Avenues in which to do wow. that.
0: Wow. Okay. So and while
1: people get into uproars about these things, they're still good to have. While we wait for the bigger changes to happen,
0: right. Mm. So if you came into my room here for an interview in this bedroom, and it's just like it's your own fault for coming in, for it's going like, and being you?
1: alone with a man <laughs> sometimes, and and it can be that it can be that extreme, right, yeah.
0: right. So would you say that in general the statistics have dropped in terms of sexual assault or even perception of women? Has it changed?
1: There's definitely a, a movement towards change. Like for some reason, feminism at the moment has really, really good PR like conspiracy theory could be like okay Hillary Clinton's running for president and so but Mm. whatever or or like some some of the energy spiritual uh, type people believe that the world is changing to become more feminine, feminine which I think would be a good thing so whatever it is I think that I think that feminism and feminism for men, especially, is kind of on the rise right now, which hopefully will lead will translate to better numbers. Um, but with climate change and the world in the state that it is, global recession and all those things, it's it's hard to say when all these changes will come.
0: Yeah, because okay. I think
1: the world is very scared right now. Yeah, right. So when people are scared and res and resources are scarce. You, yeah, you it's get true. nasty
0: things. Yeah, all right. Mm. And so the other thing is, um, let's get a bit controversial now. Um, so there's so there's just I mean uh, people say right men say that there's there's while well, all this is happening, but yet yet women uh, there are groups of women that play that while they play the stereotype sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, they also they they push for equality, but yet sometimes they play the stereotype. Mm. Um, you know what I'm getting at, right? This is the, the oh I'm a woman, therefore you. No, I mean I mean it depends on how you see it. Like therefore, for example, this maybe is a bad example. Hold mm. the door open for me, mm. but then of course that's a respectful thing to do. But then, you know, it could it could be pushed more in that direction where they do, for example, other things. They play the stereotype of, of that. They but benefit
1: the... from the privilege while trying to yeah. take take the privilege away in a sense. Yeah. So mm. what do you
0: think of that? Well, like, how do you is that is that happening a, a lot? Do you find?
1: Well, I don't know. Um, and should women
0: sh- stop doing that if if they want to push for, uh, you know, more equality? More quality.
1: Mm. Yeah, I think that we can all try to be as conscious as we can of our little little practices in our everyday lives, but it's very hard, of course, to be one hundred percent word perfect on whatever you're trying to do. And there's a lot of there's a lot of within feminism. So there's actually quite a lot of uh, nasty backbiting, which is counterproductive. Oh, right. Yeah, you like know, what? um, some people think that feminists shouldn't wear makeup, for example, because oh. you're, uh, you know, you're you're feeding into objectifying yourself, and right. so on. And then you're letting the side down or there's those people who are like okay if you're a feminist means you should go and be like really skanky because you need to believe in your sexual freedom and you need to own it and then there's other people who go and then again you're just objectifying yourself and stuff so (laughs) yeah it's really like it's it's a complex place yeah yeah so i think just like if we can we 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 should just work on being more compassionate human beings. And just in general, right? <laughs> like just first first and foremost, which is which seems to be quite a lot harder than than it than it would appear on paper. Yeah. Mm.
0: Oh, thanks for sharing. So, where do you, where do you anyway? Just curious, where do you lie on the makeup thing? Um, I mean.
1: It's uh it's I I don't like wearing makeup mm-hmm. but that's cuz I'm personally like it's it's bad for your skin and it's <sighs> expensive and and but I,
0: nothing to do with, like, oh, I just don't want to objectify myself.
1: Well, not to say not objectifying myself, but there is a, there is, it it is partly that, like.
0: But there's always two sides to it, right? It's like, one is, like, you, you enjoy the art of it, you mm-hmm. enjoy looking good. Yeah. How is that objectifying yourself? But yeah. But then there's the other argument where we're like, of course you're objectifying yourself. Well, who asked, you know, like, so. Exactly. So I think, I think, I don't know, I just think there's, is there just, like, no right or wrong? It just depends on how you look at it. And Pretty basically, much. Basically, it's about feminism is just about it's just it's just another fight for for a general look world Level you got to look at it with yeah with with the right perspective. And right? be good They're to always, each other. You can do, you can always do something but it could always be the, it could always mm. be done, it or could always seem to be the wrong thing but mm. really it's just perception, right? Mm.
1: I have, um, a, as you probably uh know, like, cause I've got quite a lot of baggage about dressing up and looking presentable like, and all. like this is quite, <laughs> I, like this is, this Scarf is the result of a, a, a long and difficult journey. <gasps> and, really? Yeah, because uh, like, I mean, I went around in shorts and a t-shirt like, everywhere all the time like dinky slippers for and i was adamant about it too right. and 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 at that time there was there was a lot of like look just because i'm a girl why does that mean that i have to spend more money on makeup, spend more time looking present, like, you know, have have more people giving me rubbish about why, why, like, because I I really feel that when you're a woman, people just expect you to meet a beauty standard more, just Mm. as a matter of fact, and I was like, that's nonsense, I want to spend my time reading books and, like, you know, colouring or whatever instead of, instead of this, and then, but that led to another side where, I would judge myself for for wanting to dress up and and then I you know and then I can't and whatever. So it's it's been a process of like going right. like, okay, love, if I want to, then I want to, then I will do it, it's, and I won't I feel think, weird.
0: Yeah, I think it's <laughs> just I think labels should just, you know, labels are there. Good, it's good to try and make sense of the world, but at the same time, you should just go out the window. Yeah, I mean, in the same way, wouldn't you say men also probably would have issues where it's not just men; it's just just people in general, women and men look. To men in the same way. I mean, yes. is there a term for menis- men? What is it called? Menism? No. Uh,
1: um, and uh, somehow. Hang on. Uh, uh, misandry. Is it? Is that's, that a word? That's the opposite of misogyny. Right. That's why you hate men. <laughs> ah,
0: okay, so it's like, why, why must I always hold the door open? Or why must I yeah. always take the girl home? No, exactly. You know, like, why, why must I always be the one to, to kill the cockroach in the corner? Or what why, if I why hate do I have to
1: be the one who doesn't show my emotions? Right, or exactly. Or get so to it's dress it's up or any of those things. Yeah. You know? So it's, it's quite, I think that sexism and um, being being confined to the the gender role no matter what your gender is harmful to you because you you, you get to be you get less of a full human experience if you yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah. And ultimately I think we're all fighting the same fight. I mean, you can mm. call it feminism, but I don't know. I see it. I mean, of course yes. there are detail specific things to mm. do with being a female, mm. but at the same time it's it's a it's the same fight. Mm. Uh I know Aware, uh which is the organization here in Singapore. Yes. Uh you know w- the things that they fight for sometimes it overlaps into mm. into men as well and mm-hmm. you know. So so that actually I don't know it's uh, to me it's, it's all like part it's all of part it. it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a good thing.
1: Hopefully we get there long. Maybe in our lifetimes. <laughs>
0: Hopefully. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, let's see. What's next? What do I have here? Oh, no, I just closed. Um, Okay, let's talk about this then. Um, So there's this new Broadway musical. Yes. Right? <laughs> have you heard about it? I've just read the Theatre
1: Mania article.
0: I haven't, like, right. checked out the music or anything. Okay, so it's a new Broadway musical called Waitress. And it's coming... I don't know, is it open yet? It's on Broadway. Well, coming soon or has opened. Uh, I think previews start on March 25th, 2006 and it's called Waitress, and it basically is very exciting because it's the first Broadway musical in history. It's been so long. Broadway has such a long history, but this is the first time where the creative team of the traditional four people, uh, the writer, the composer, choreographer, and director, are now all women. Wow! I mean, did it take that long to get here? And, it, I, I, like, this is amazing. What are your thoughts? Why has it taken this long? Was it, was it a barrier, or did it just... Yeah, it has. To, there has to be something. Why did it well, it's take a, this long? It's, right? a,
1: it's a combination of things, you know. There's a there's a big um, there's a big thing about female directors in Hollywood and and how Hollywood is a big boys club as well. So I'm sure that it's not surprising that Broadway should be the same. Right. Um, old white dudes with lots of money like to like to support other people who are going to become old white dudes with lots of money. Right. Right. Uh, hopefully, yeah. Uh, and it's it's just an interesting people people don't really like think this on a day-to-day basis but there's a oh women can't drive right, or women right. can't write or can't be leaders and direct like that sort of thing so yeah. it's 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 a, it's a long cycle of male privilege that's just manifested in this kind of thing i'm really glad it's happening i wish it yeah. wasn't such a big thing do that it has to you this was a fight news. for them do you
0: think Probably. Yeah, I mean, it's to me, it's just like I don't want to even. I, it's funny that I'm saying this because at the same time I don't want to support and acknowledge because this is just another musical. It, should just be it a shouldn't thing. be. It should be about the musical rather yeah. than about the 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 composers. But yet, it's because it's such a historical thing. I mean, we talk about it, and, and addressing it here is meant mm. to just talk, to talk about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, think about it. So you're a huge musical theater nerd, right? Like, yeah. how many female composers can you name off the top of your head? Jane,
0: sorry. Desori. Uh, Lynn <laughs> Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, but that's even part of, even that, yeah, she's part, part of, yeah, she's of a, a f- men-female team. Oh, yeah. True, to be honest, not right? really like many. One, so uh, I think one Marcy of, and Xena.
1: I think one of Kerrigan and Milk is a, is a chick, right?
0: Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you <laughs> have...
1: It's hard.
0: You have uh, well, uh, Pippa, Pippa and... Yeah. Pipp- yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Pippa Cleary. Pippa Cleary. Yeah. Uh, who, who is... I mean, uh, she, they're up and coming. Uh, they They wrote... Uh, the little red writing, Hood, Hood, which is where we met, is which is where we met, and uh, they also wrote. What did we do anything else? But no, no, you did. They, no, they, no, no. Treasure Island. Yeah, they did Treasure Island, which one. is
1: which is on right now at SRT. It's yeah, very good.
0: It's okay. it's, yeah, Cash out. Um. It's really really good. I have to say, it's nothing really. I mean, it's a female protagonist, which I have nothing. Mm. It's just good, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah. You have it's a nice. leading female yeah. character, but it's not anything similar to the book, I would say, right? Yeah, yeah. no.
1: I mean, like it, the the details. I mean, the, the the details are there, and then they use it and they make it into something else.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah, but true. There are not many female composers mm. around. So. And musical
1: theatre is a genre where there are a lot of female protagonists compared to Hollywood novels, yep. Shakespeare, any but of that. But are they
0: portrayed in the right way? Do you think, or are they always portrayed as like damsel in distress? Well, and, it's interesting. And, isn't and are they it? always rescued? I don't know. I know for Disney, I mean, I know my Disney stuff, mm. I'm not so sure with that. Thoroughly Maud Millie, she's really strong and mm-hmm. she really, you know, uh, Belle's the same. Yep. Jasmine, a little bit, she fights a little bit, she, but she's still a bit of a damsel. Yeah. Um, then you have, like, the new ones, like, Pixar's Brave, where they have Merida. Well, she's, yeah, like, so they more, She yeah. to fighting and uh, stuff Rapunzel like that. As Mulan. As well, Mulan. So, yeah, yeah so, so, so Disney's up. also
1: pretty good at that. But, um. Yeah, and for for Broadway, I mean, you have people like the wicked protagonists, right? Oh, yeah. And you also have, like, your gypsy types. You know, they are a lot of strong women roles, or at least really meaty women complex figures and all that. But all written by gay dudes, ah.
0: Ah, so you think the gay dudes are the ones that are, are pushing forward the... Oh, I didn't even realize that. Really? All the...
1: uh, George Stiles said, Yeah, there seem to be a lot of gay men with uh, mother issues. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: cool. <laughs> so by the way, just a plug for my Disney channel. Uh, it's on YouTube. It's called Disney Dwayne. Uh, Cheryl will stay on a little bit after this. Yes. We're going to do a Mad Lib. If you don't know what that is, tune in, find out. Uh... And on my Disney Channel, we're also speaking of George Styles. He's mm. the, compose, the composer for uh, Mary Poppins, uh, mm-hmm. as well as *Honk* the musical. Just so, there are many other things: *The Wind and the Willows*. Mm. Um, so Anthony Drew is the lyricist. So I've I got him for uh, an interview on nice. on the Disney Channel as well. So there are two things coming up, with Cheryl and with Anthony Drew. So that yeah, just follow follow me there, and you will find out more. If you're a Disney fan, mm, if not, ding, then it's okay. It's fine. All right, cool. <laughs> Uh so let's move on to talking like talking about gigs now right so you want to plug mm. your your gig
1: yes that's i coming have up. a show tomorrow at sing jazz club which is in the sultan hotel on aliwal street it starts at 9 pm and i'm going to be singing a bunch no, of feature songs p. M. Mm. no it 7 pm
0: mm no monday the 7th oh sorry monday <laughs> the 7th yes yes 9pm yeah. sorry so we
1: start singing at 9pm um, I'm gonna be doing theatre songs with Joanne Ho on the piano uh, Francis Lee is gonna join me for a couple of numbers nice. and Mitchell mm. Lagos will also join me for a couple of numbers so
0: he's singing not playing the yeah
1: singing yeah so we've got we've got a full length 10 minute miniature musical which is very exciting and it's, wow. it's a lot of you wrote that no I didn't write it no my friend Nick Chu wrote it oh this is
0: the, the toy one mm. awesome yeah, I've seen it's, that it's, it's really good it's, it's really lovely good.
1: and uh, yeah it's my favourite Malaysian composer uh, his work um, there'll be sort of a cabaret feel so I'll be talking about some of my life experiences and just singing a lot of really difficult music <laughs>
0: awesome so that's from 9pm to mm-hmm. how long is probably it probably
1: until about 11
0: wow 2 hours
1: well there's gonna be a few sets and I just, I wanna give cause, because it's cabaret feel it's not it's not so much of like drink and talk while I sing kind of thing it's right. more like drink during intermissions and then like hang okay, out okay so you'll yeah. have some breaks in between Yeah, so like yeah, yeah. So no, no, no no no
0: singing some yeah. jazz standards as well just no, on no, your not own tomorrow, tomorrow? strictly theatre that is so amazing it's that sing jazz but they've allowed yeah. you to sing theatre standards mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very awesome, but I also have to say uh, I've seen Cheryl perform her jazz standards. Um, where was this place in Malaysia? Do you still perform there, uh, Alexis? Alexis, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when I'm at amazing. Home, well. Cheryl is such a different performer, and she's great in both ways uh, on Aww. stage as in musical theater as well as as a jazz performer. I only wish I had that um, versatility in in those respects. Um, she dives into her music and she just takes you in with her, and she <laughs> she's covering her face right now and she's I'm happy blushing. and she's I don't know she's free jazz is about being free right and she mm. really is and she plays with the music and, and it's the things that you can't do in musical theatre mm. which which brings me to my next question um, how do you like for someone like me if I was interested in gigging uh, and I find it difficult because there's no story context I'm standing in front of my audience it's just me and it's a lot more skeletal in mm. that sense yeah, um, how? What is the difference? How do you approach it, or is it just natural to you?
1: Well, um, not not to say extremely natural.
0: Which it's, isn't the stage one. It's
1: not. I mean, like night. I just would seems say...
0: so much more natural because you're so into it and you're just almost almost tripping. You know, like it's yeah. Such a, I mean, great it, it,
1: it, it it definitely takes time. I mean, if you get good enough at anything, then you'll feel like you're tripping when you're doing it anyway, right? Mm-hmm. So. Yes, exactly as you said, all the things that you can't do in theatre. So, like, when I do jazz, I feel much more like a musician. Right. Yeah, like you said, like, playing with the music Mm -hmm. and and, and allowing yourself to do spontaneous things. When when you're doing theatre, it's all about, like, your musicianship is all in, like, the pauses or where you use speech or, you know, what emphasis you place on things or dynamics and all that. But when you're doing jazz, you can change the melody you can not sing the melody you can change the lyrics or anything but like that but it
0: comes with good musicianship you can't just yeah I mean you I have mean, to
1: practice yeah <laughs> <laughs> if I
0: could just to change the melody I'm sure it'll like clash right with my band or something like that yeah so where do you start
1: you. slowly yeah, yeah okay. so you start you start with like learning the songs you learn the standards you learn the conventions of how jazz music works like okay okay, you sing the head and then you let the musicians take solos and then if you want to take a solo then you do one and then you come back to the head and then you tag it to finish out okay it's the 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 improvisatory nature of it is very fun (laughs) and it's it it is very freeing but it's scary because you you, because like you said you're just there and and actually like b- when you're an entertainer like the the part where you talk to the audience and all those things as well like that stuff that you have to work on
0: yeah I, I see without a script I'm lost I wouldn't yeah. I would be I would be I would be like what do I say and then if I plan it, it would be too scripted for that sort of I don't know I don't know so do you some
1: people some people do I am I. I. don't think I'm great at, at the banter actually okay. like I, I I sometimes get away with just being like really awkward and cute and just okay. being like okay now I'm going to sing <laughs> whatever <laughs> and
0: it helps if you can drink a you, I, I wouldn't even drink. I think I would forget my lyrics. How do you do that? Like I have, you the, have a glass of wine and sing. my
1: memory for my memory for lyrics is quite strange sometimes. It's, okay, it's, like strangely good. So yeah,
0: okay.
1: <laughs> I I have a lot of songs like stored in my database, right? Which Sorry is pretty awesome. Sorry the
0: motorcycle in the background. This is very homemade. <laughs>
1: um, yay! <There> <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by Kawasaki. Um, yeah, you. You take it slow, so you do what you can and then you start okay. expanding it. And then if you feel like it, you go and take... You, do, you you take the lessons, you learn how the music works, you learn how what the musicians are thinking. And then right. if you can do that, then the musicians will respect you more as well.
0: That's good. Because yes.
1: otherwise they just think you're a dumb singer. Right.
0: So it's also about your personality and everything. So how would you say, if you have a big ego... I mean, I would imagine some great jazz divas have a big ego, Right does that serve you does that help you or does it get in the way of your work to have a big ego
1: it is an interesting question i've been thinking about that right <laughs> and because for me when when i'm acting of course i have an ego but i find that when i ma- when i actually manage to to calm it down that's when i do better work because hmm. i can i can see I'm more humble I can observe more about the world around me and within music or so if you have more of that attitude towards learning then it's just easier and things can flow but I've also observed that that can't be true because there's a lot of people with insane egos who are very 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 exactly
0: so I'm just like how does that work out I
1: think maybe it's an extreme thing so if you're in the middle, you can't. It's like you either have to be very controlled about it, right? Or you have to be just, you know, completely with your head up your ass. Uh, right, Is the right. way I would phrase it.
0: <laughs> okay. When you don't
1: have any space to listen to criticism, then you're very sure of yourself. True.
0: Also, yes, yeah, yeah. If you're very
1: sure of yourself, so then if you're you can just. in the just...
0: middle, then you second guess yourself. Then that doesn't mm. work,
1: Because then your ego is neither serving you nor hindering you. Really, it's it's right. so it, it will get in the way but it's not there enough to help you. Right. Something like okay. that.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. then I have this very weird question now for you. Like so if I want to get into singing in jazz mm. in front of people, mm. how do I get these questions out of my head? Okay. So this is what's going on, right? I've tried this before, just gigging, not even jazz, just standing mm. in front of an audience. And I'm like, "Okay, I'm not in a script. I don't have a story. I I'm going to start repeating myself again. I mean, there's only so much I can do and, you know, I'm like after a while I'm just like, "Okay, it's the same crowd. I see that woman picking her nose, (laughs) I see that man who needs a haircut, I see that kid who needs his mother to find him right now. How in the world do you deal with those things and still be able to, like you said, connect to your audience. So I'm looking at this audience and they're like, how am I going to connect with them? It's distracting sometimes.
1: There's a couple of things. The first one is that you're still a persona. You're still a character. You're still like, okay, okay, you're still, so like basically Dwayne V two point right? right? Presentable Dwayne, in a okay, sense. Right. Presenterable Dwayne,
0: in a sense. Right. So you you still need that stage awareness and like okay, that's to... happening. So you know, just mm. filter, right? Yeah,
1: it's still not you. Okay. And for people picking their nose, when you're doing gigs, it's very it's very rare that you'll always have a rapt audience and that's another okay. thing that's fun ah, about it they talk it. over you, and then you they talk ins- over you your ego you. comes
0: in again you're mm-hmm. like do you get insulted yeah. do you-
1: or do you just sing
0: so for you you then, just you don't care yeah
1: cause I mean at some point some people if if you're lucky you get it or if you're very good then you can you can engage them anyway right, right?
0: but do you get too indulgent if you, if you just you know
1: yeah of course. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a constant negotiation Right. Interesting. So, yeah. But it's it's very like sometimes sometimes you're lucky and, and you're you're just very on and you can just get them in and, and then it doesn't matter what you talk about really.
0: <laughs> yeah, once they're with you, they're yeah. with you. That's yeah. what I realised. Yeah, yeah. Which, is, which is great. And you can feel that too, And then right? you can
1: be comfortable and all that. because otherwise you're just talking about like, oh yeah, and I really like this song because it's like from a musical that I love and uh, I'm just gonna sing it now. <laughs> and, but luckily for gigging, you can just sing uh. Yeah. If you really like aren't feeling talking, you can just go. Okay, then we're gonna sing this next. Then you just sing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, awesome, cool. So we're gonna wrap up with a game. But before that, I just want to ask you. Uh, you're a big reader, Cheryl. Um, what are the books you're currently reading, or what are the books that you might recommend? One or two that that um, you recommend that are really. i n- you tend to read more. F- less you to read more of non-fiction than fiction at or the moment
1: good- just at the moment yeah I, I want to read more fiction i i don't know why i'm not okay it's just like a time thing right. uh i'm reading non-violent communication Wow. Mm. It's 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 by Marshall Rosenberg and it's quite it's like quite passive
0: aggression, that kind of stuff.
1: All sort of stuff. All, all sorts of things actually. It's it's interesting. It's about how we deal with conflict
0: mm-hmm. and
1: how we can use uh, how we can have these specific ways to make sure that we communicate with people more empathetically with more compassion wow. uh, to, so if you have a problem then instead of going I have a problem and I want to solve this and I, or I want you to do something for me you, you, you kind of start off by going okay what what needs of this person are not being met which is causing them to, to create conflict
0: right Right. Mm,
1: and it gives you like concrete ways so to it do that it gives you as an well.
0: understanding but does this book talk about how how you do you bring that to light for them do you yeah. tell them, Okay, this I think is what you're going through, but how do you like
1: Yeah, so there's there's many ways to do it. So okay. it tells you about how to read uh you know, whether they're going to be able to, to to meet you halfway or whether you're going to have to um, you know, do more of the work or and right. how to deal with that without getting too upset with yourself. Interesting.
0: Mm. Have you applied that maybe say backstage at Beauty World? Uh it's
1: <laughs> well, backstage at Beauty World is pretty it's pretty chill at the moment. There's That's a lot good. of cheekwear <laughs> mostly um yeah it's a, it, we, we don't have a difficult cast um and i'm so i'm still like kind of at the beginning of the book and i'm okay you know i'll, I'll right. keep you
0: posted all right one fiction book for for
1: the road one fiction book for the road Hmm. let me think about it I'm gonna go with The Wee Free Men nice <laughs> you
0: know, we were just talking about that it's yeah. a book by bless this soul Terry Pratchett who's just, the late uh, great yeah and it's My It's, favorite a, teen, it's author. a teen fiction
1: it's a children's it's book children's book not yeah, even it's a, it's teen it's a children's book but it, it, it's very um, it takes children seriously like I love books that don't talk down to children yeah that's good Why so yeah. I love them and really so the protagonist of, of The Wee Free Men is this little girl a witch right. named Tiffany Aching she wants to be a witch and she's, she's so interesting. She, she sees a, a, a creature from another dimension coming into her world, right? right? Coming out of a river. And she goes, what? And so she, she takes her baby brother and she, she takes a bag of sweets and ties it to a stick and sticks it in the ground next to the river so that her brother will go like, like try and get the sweets. Oh. And then when the creature comes out again, she whaps it with a frying pan. Okay. And that's how the book opens. And that's how the book, okay, <laughs> So you should wow. read that.
0: <laughs> and did he wrap it up before he passed on?
1: I haven't read the last book. <gasps>
0: you haven't? You've the, been saving it.
1: I've been saving it because that's the book that was released posthumously
0: okay. after he died. Right, so right. I'm, okay, but so, so I don't, don't know assuming. if it's
1: concluded.
0: Okay. Cool. If you guys have any questions, please write in the chat. Uh, You know the game better than Cheryl does. This game is a read my lips game. I will ask you a question with loud music on. You will have to uh, try and figure out what I'm asking you and answer it, okay? But you... To make it more interesting, please try and repeat what you think I'm saying. Okay. So if you get it wrong, we can all have a good laugh. Okay. <laughs> okay so put these on. I'm going to ask you one question. If you have a question, anyone, Dwat, or Sandra, if you're watching, type it in the chat right now. If not, I will have a question for Cheryl. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you. Um, I don't know if we have time, but I, I also want to eventually play the game called Dwayne's Spin Stop because then we play a phone roulette thing on your... And we go through your camera roll and then we <laughs> stop... And then you have to explain that picture. I don't okay. know. You, you game to play that? If there's uh, time? Sure. You get three passes. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> okay. All right. Anyhow, let's do this right now. Okay. All right. No questions? Okay. Never mind. Then I will I will read. The microphone is here. So you're going to have to read my lip. Uh, but they can't hear. Oh, no. I didn't <gasps> plan this very well. Okay. Never mind. Are you hearing music?
1: Not yet. Oh,
0: yep. Here okay. we go. All right. I'm going to whisper the question here first. What time do you sing tomorrow? Okay. I'm going to say this right here. <laughs> Repeat it. Into One the more mic.
1: time. Into the mic. Okay. Say that again. What... What... Can I... could you go slower? Okay. What time... Do you say... Tomorrow? <laughs> I say... What time do you... What time do you... What time do you, time do you sing tomorrow? <laughs> I sing at 9pm tomorrow. <laughs> there you
0: go. <laughs> Alright, thank you, Cheryl. And last game. Let's let's do it. Let's do it to wrap it up. We've got two more minutes. All right. um,
1: Here we am go. Am I allowed to look
0: at the camera roll?
1: Yes. Okay. I'm just going to pull it up for you. All right. Gosh, this is scary. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you get three passes and only I will know what the picture is.
1: Okay. There might be some, like, things that you... I, okay. <laughs> I will not...
0: I will question you after the show. <laughs> okay.
1: Okay. So, Zachary um.
0: Kinto played this with um with another... uh.
1: How do I, like, make I it into... I got this idea
0: and stole it from, from this other girl called Susan Blackwell. She played it with Zachary Quinto. And he, of course, probably had... He said he deleted lots of nudes from his phone, so she was in luck. Alright, <laughs> I'm just gonna spin. This is how you spin. How do you spin?
1: I guess you scroll up.
0: Like that? Okay, I'm yeah. just gonna spin. Tell me when to stop. Stop. Okay, what is this oh, picture? This. Okay. <laughs> Explain to... So this... Give me microphone. Uh-huh.
1: This is the cast of Beauty World bending over
0: a I coloring book. All right, why are they coloring? Why are you guys coloring? So who's <laughs>
1: that? That's Joshua. Is that that's jo- that's Joshua? And I think that's Ethel, maybe on the, on the side, and with the red hair. That's Takeaway, okay. famous singer. Um, and what happened was um, my fiance Javad. Mm-hmm. He bought me a coloring book from Malaysia. You know, one of those adult coloring books. Yep. This by Amelia Yusuf, who's This amazing artist her Mother Nature colouring book, and I got really excited about it, and I brought it to rehearsal, and made it a communal coloring Aww, book. So when did you find
0: the time to do that in, in break break time? It's,
1: yeah, because we have a lot of waiting around time when we were at the drama center. Okay. So people would just gather around. And now I have all these colorings Yay. that are <laughs> that are made by lots and lots of people. Awesome. Yeah, that it's wasn't really very cute. <laughs> 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 all
0: right, that's it. That's all. Uh, so uh, thank you so much again for tuning in. Please let us know uh, who you would like to see on the show next, or what kind of games you want us to play. Uh, comments and everything is this show, show too long please let us know as well because I went for a, a, a digital workshop and they said most viewers are not very you know they don't want to see long form content but I I do put markers in the video as well so you can skip to those different sections but please we really want to hear from you that really helps us improve um, and anyway thank you so much Cheryl for taking time thank to come down uh, I always let my guests click so you see the stop streaming there Okay. just bring my crazy mouse which you can show to the audience if you want and stop streaming bye